Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet. We're going to dive right into the scripture here this morning. I'm preaching today on the fourth and final week of wish list. Pastor Chris and I were looking at a parable of Jesus this week, and it was decided to preach on the responsibility that comes with the blessing of God. The responsibility that comes with the blessing of God. With much blessing comes much responsibility. Are you ready? We're going to read out of the book of Luke, chapter 12, starting in verse 35. You can follow along on the church app. On the Version Bible app, you can click events, Hope Community Church, follow along. All the notes are there. The Bible scripture reading is there. Uh, or you could follow along if you brought this morning a paper Bible. If not, all of this will be on the screen as well. So we read together in Luke 12, 35. It says this, stay dressed for action. Sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their masters to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at the table and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or the third and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, verse 41, Peter, the spokesman of the 12 disciples, he says, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Jesus answers Peter's question with a question. Don't you love it when he does that? Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect and an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful and that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act accordingly to his will will receive a severe beating. The one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. And then here it is. Everyone to whom much is given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us. We know we're blessed. We know it is by your hand that we have all that we have. Thank you for what you've given us. Help us, God, respond. In a way, God, help us be found doing when you return. I pray you accomplish with your word what you meant to accomplish this morning in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. With much blessing comes much responsibility. So if you remember at the very beginning of our wish list sermon series, Pastor Chris laid out masterfully 
uh, two lists, and how could we forget it, right? The, the stage was set up like kids' turn. It was all wacky and crazy. And Pastor Chris laid out two lists. Does everybody remember what they were? The temporary and the eternal. And it was a great way to set the stage for this wish list sermon series. And I'd like to draw our attention back to that list today and take it into consideration that not only should we have a temporary list, and remember, it wasn't a right list and a wrong list. It was just a temporary list and an internal list. And there are things that last forever that we ought to be concerned with. Amen? And let's revisit this and think about it in the context of God has already given you everything you need to stay focused on the eternal. God has already given you everything you need to stay focused on the eternal. Um, it's important when we read the Bible to put into context what we're reading. So it, we just read a parable of Jesus that came out of Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 35. And this was a parable of Jesus, and he is like quick fire, like I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Stay ready. Keep your lamps burning. I'm going away, and when I come back, you better be ready to open the door. And to whom much is given, much is required. And it just seems like a lot right now. And it really is helpful to put it into context that Jesus, at the beginning of Luke chapter 12, was uh, that the Bible says that there were thousands and thousands and thousands. If you read the very first couple verses of Luke chapter 12, there were many people surrounding Jesus and his disciples, and he's teaching and he's teaching. And the Bible says that Jesus directs his attention to the 12 disciples, and he begins to teach to them. And that's in Luke chapter 12, what we see is Jesus teaching to them. And he's giving them very, a very personalized message. And he's saying things like, beware of the, the uh, yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Beware of, 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 of coming into the synagogues with, with outspoken prayers for all to hear, but then... Over here, not living a life that's in God's will. Be careful of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, he says. Uh, I was thinking about something kind of humorous. and You might not find it funny, but I have a sick sense of humor. And um, why is it that us in America, like we pick a day of the year on Thanksgiving and we, 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 we observe our life, we take an assessment and we go, I am thankful for all all that God has given me. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this. And we just, we are grateful and thankful. And then on the very next day, it's Black Friday and we go shopping for everything we wish we had. It's like the season of Thanksgiving and taking an assessment and being grateful. And It's not about the temporary. It's about the eternal. And then going into the Christmas season, give me everything that I want for Christmas. And I don't want you to think that I'm not guilty of this because there is a $1,000 guitar that I want right now. <laughs> there just is. I pulled it up on the phone. I was talking to my wife like, <laughs> if you love me, <laughs> if you love me. And I just thought it was ironic, the hip, kind of the, the irony of that. We're, we're so thankful, and we're so not thankful. Seems a little hypocritical. And Jesus is 
He's first warning his disciples, listen, the yeast of the Pharisees is to say you are one person and then not live. There is nothing that gives, gets on Jesus' nerves more. And for, uh, forgive me if you're new to the church and if you're not yet thinking about a relationship with God. This is more for the, all of us who do have a relationship with God, including me. There is nothing that I think gets on God's nerves more than someone who says they're a Christian and does not live like one. I just think, I, I think we see that in this parable about, he, in chapter 12, Jesus goes on to say, okay, it's like a rich man, a rich fool, who has all this stuff and this treasure and all this grain, and he thinks to himself, self, what should I do with all of my things? I shall, I know what I'll do. I will build bigger barns, and I will have a place so that I can store all of my stuff and, I, and I'm, I'm figuring this out. And when I figure out all where to put my stuff, then I will say to my soul, soul, it is good. And Jesus goes on to paint through this, through this story before the story that um, he says, you fool, this very night your soul will be required of you. It is backwards if you think about what shall I do with all of my stuff and then tend to your soul. You should otherwise tend to your soul and then all this other stuff will be added to you. And Jesus is beginning to explain to his disciples, don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about where you live or the clothes that you wear. I will tend to you. And he's painting this picture of, man, be careful about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. Be, be careful of, uh, about thinking about the, the temporary side of the wish list. And, and he's explaining, as I stated, that he has given the disciples. Remember, he turned to them and he's teaching them, I have given you everything you need to think about the kingdom things. He actually will tell them in another place, focus on the kingdom of heaven first, and all of these things will be added to you. He's saying, all of this I will take care of so that you can take care of your soul. And we just see him immediately draw attention to their soul. And um, he is warning them against things. He's teaching them. He's teaching them. Avoid becoming spiritually drowsy. So that, I said all that to say it's very important when you're reading Scripture to go back and say, what happened a couple, what happened right before this? What happened after this? It's very important to give yourself context. So now we come to the part in Luke chapter 12 with the parable that we just read. And I want to point out three things today that I think will help us take, take responsibility for things that God is asking for us to do. That in, in this Thanksgiving season, um, that we are able to, to put into practice what he's, what he's asked us to do. Amen? All right. Let's do this. It's first thing. We read in, we read in um, verse 36. It goes like this. Be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he knocks. So he's, he's saying this starts with a mentality of preparedness. 
very first thing I'd like to point out about this parable that if we're going to focus on the eternal things, it starts with a mentality of preparedness. Now, I think everybody knows what it's like to panic clean before company. Maybe we did that this week. Maybe you hosted Thanksgiving at your house. You brave soul. And everybody understands the the mentality of preparedness in the in the in the in light of preparing for company. I mean, hours before people get there. Sometimes days, if you're a little bit OCD. Sometimes even days before you're thinking about, well, if I move this over here, then it'll look like this when they come in, right? I know some people think like that. And if, and if I clean up everything over here, this will be like the best place. And if I, and I'm doing this over here, and, and, and on the day of, we're thinking, man, I, I'll hear them come down the driveway. And when I hear them come down the driveway, I'll know I get ready at the door. And all these preparations, if the food is here and, and this is there and uh, my wife and I led a connect group at, the, at our house for a couple semesters. And, and, and let me tell you, it was like panic clean every Tuesday. <laughs> it was like, connect group, <sighs> panic clean. And so we understand, I think we dip in and out of this mentality of preparedness as needed. And when you begin to consider the things in your life that you're preparing for right now, you are in the mentality of preparedness. You are, you are anticipating something, and, and because you're anticipating something, it's causing you to do something now for what you're preparing for. I know everybody in here is preparing for something, and it causes us to take action. And that's the very first thing that this passage, this parable points out, is to stay action-oriented, that the master did leave and that he did ask us to stay action-oriented, to keep our lamps burning, to stay dressed, ready for action. And uh, you might think, well, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you're thinking that because I'm thinking that. And it is found, I'm going to try to make this as simple as I can, in Matthew 28, 19. The answer to the question, what am I supposed to be doing, is found in Matthew 28, 19. You ready? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, just like the parable, the master goes away. Jesus, after um, dying on the cross and resurrecting, he would, he would give his disciples one final commandment. And then just like the parable, he would go away. He would say, go into all the world, make disciples of all the nations. And I want, when I come back, I want to find you doing this. When I come back... I want to find you making disciples. And I I was thinking about this mentality of preparedness. And if I was being prepared for him to come back, what would that look like in my life? If he came back in my life right now, and, and he said, where are your disciples? 
Well, well how would I answer that? How would you answer the, 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 the question of what does disciple-making look like in your life? Um, the staff was just away at a retreat, and we had a guest uh, speaker stay with us, uh, Pastor King. And um, he presented a, a teaching for the staff that I am still chewing on. And he challenged us about this disciple-making thing. And he, he kind of presented us with challenges like at all times. The believer should uh, be making disciples at all times. It, it should be part of life. There should be always somebody who is discipling you. There should be people who you're being discipled with. And there should be people that you are discipling. And the challenge here and the reflection question is, if I was to ask you today, uh, show, me, show me one disciple that you're making. Just one. That, that you would say, this is my disciple, and that they would say, yeah, they're discipling me. Um, and that's the challenging question. Are we doing that? Will we be found doing? Are we preparing for the king who's coming back and expecting us uh, to make disciples. Um, you know, in youth ministry, um, a mentality of preparedness is just having snacks. <laughs> the youth leaders at Hope Community Church know that we budget for Doritos and Oreos. Because a uh, long time ago, I learned that when you prepare a place for students, and when, when they arrive into a... Um, an environment where somebody else thought of them before they get there, it means a lot. You know, it means a lot when you think of somebody before they get there. And, 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 and when, when, when somebody else has prepared a place for you, it feels good. It's obvious. It's, it's man, they, they had a mentality. They were thinking about me before I got here. And the Bible actually says that God is in heaven preparing a place for us. Even as we speak, our, our Heavenly Father is, is, is showing us what this mentality looks like lived out, that He is, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, or has it entered into the heart of man, what He is preparing for us in heaven. And so, I ask you that question today. What, is it, what does discipleship, disciple-making in your life look like? How, is, how are you actively making disciples. And um, it, it, it leads me to my next point because I know for a fact that I won't do something unless I'm responsible for it. <laughs> Just ask my wife. I have, uh, I have the ability to put things out of my mind if I'm not responsible for them, right? But if I am, that's a difference. So part of, part of actively worshiping God with our lives is taking responsibility. And it's funny, we see, we see Peter do something here in the passage that we all can learn from. Peter, um, who is the spokesperson for the 12 disciples, I say that he has the spiritual gift of utterance. Do you know anybody with the spiritual gift of utterance who just cannot keep their mouth shut? who has to ask the question that everybody else is thinking, who has to say, stop, what are you? Okay, so Peter, Peter does this. I think we can all learn from it because he asks the responsibility question. 
It says in verse 41, Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? You have to, you have to remember, he tur- Jesus turned away from thousands and thousands of people, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, stay ready, stay dressed for action. Blessed is he who is found doing when I return. And Peter's like, stop. I've had about as much as I could take. Don't worry. Worry about this. Don't worry about that. Is this for us? He's asking the responsibility question. And um, Jesus does something that I think keeps a lot of us from staying busy. Jesus answers his question with a question. And uh, let's look at his response. He says to Peter in verse 42. He says, who then is the faithful and wise manager? Who, whom his master will set over the household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. And then he goes on to say, it's that servant. Think about this. Peter's saying, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Is this for us or for all? And, P- and, and Jesus says, yes and no. He both answered his question and didn't answer it at the same time. He, God's word is masterful at both confusing us and satisfying us at the exact same time. And uh, I was talking to Pastor Sam earlier this week about this message. And uh, I, I said, I said sometimes, we, sometimes I think that it would be more of a benefit if I was with Jesus like as he was on this earth, if I walked with him, talked with him, I was able to touch him, I was able to see him, I, I, think, I think, man, that would, have been, that would have been a little easier than following an invisible Jesus, right? And uh, the truth is, is he had his disciples just as confused and flabbergasted as, as we are following him today. It seemed like if you read through the Gospels, at every point and at every turn, Peter and those like him were going, what are you talking about? I asked if it was for us or for us all, and you said, it's for that guy. And, 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 and just getting confused with Jesus. So I don't think there's really any benefit. Uh, if Jesus was here today walking around in the flesh, I think we would be just as confused by his response. He asks us questions that give us the opportunity to answer them. It's the strangest thing. He's saying, Peter, whoever's found doing the will of the Father when I come back, that's the answer. Whether it's for you or for all, it is not for you and it is especially for you. Man, those kind of responses are wild. God's word is masterful. And what it leaves us with a lot of times in our praying and seeking, and God, I know there's a responsibility that I have here, but I just don't know exactly what you meant by going to all the world and make disciples of all the nations. I don't know exactly my part in that. Do I do that at the church? Do I do that at the grocery store? Well, I just this, there's a lot of uncertainty in what you just said. And, and uh, I want to say this. Never let uncertainty be an excuse for inaction in your life. Just like the parable God did, Jesus went away, gave us a great commission, and is coming back. And at no point in time does he afford us the excuse, well, I just didn't know what he meant. I just, uh, 
like, he didn't give me enough details. I'm, I'm uncertain about my part exactly. Uh, that could never be an excuse uh, for inaction. And that we ought to be found doing even in uncertainty. Amen? Um, my prayer for my, my, my family and this week has been, God, first of all, when you come back, let me be found doing. I understand that if I'm going to act like I'm preparing for this, it's going to mean some things in my life. And I, I, I know that it's unclear and it's a little bit uncertain, but I am taking responsibility. So God, whatever that looks like, you can start by praying this week. Let me be found doing when you come back. Better is the Christian running around action-packed, trying to figure things out than the one who is in action, inactive. Uncertainty is never an excuse for inaction. I think, God, may, may the lees be found doing when you come back. I thought, I just had this thought, like, if you asked my kids if disciple-making was important to our family, how, how would they respond to that? And I thought, man, let Hope Community Church be found doing when you come home. Let, let every area of our church be making disciples from for every ministry to every community outreach, let disciple, let us be found doing when you come. That's the responsibility of every believer, amen? That is the responsibility of every believer. And so it's about a mentality of preparedness. If he's coming back, how will you be ready at the door with disciple-making? If you open the door to your life to him when he comes back, can he walk through your house and go, oh, there's a disciple over there, there's a disciple over there, and then as he goes back, there's, oh, man, there's disciples all the way back here in the bedrooms. And what would that look like? It's a challenging question this week for me. And I will say this, that if, if, if we're going to go into, into next year or into the Christmas season with the mentality of making disciples, it starts with one. It starts with one person. Something that Pastor King pointed out to us is that Jesus himself, the master discipler, only took in 12 guys. You think about that, the son of God whom is all-powerful and all-knowing and without sin, and when he went to go make disciples, he took in 12 guys. And so uh, to think that we could handle much more than that is kind of silly. But one is never out of the question. And, and I, I should also point out, I didn't say this to first service, this one's free. But even if you're not intentional about making disciples, you're still making disciples. Um, you're making disciples by, by default or on purpose. And um, that's something to think about. So maybe we may we be found doing. Uh, verse forty-five. This parable just keeps going on, and it's about it's about owning it. It's about taking responsibility, and, and it's about this. It's about staying ready, staying ready. You know, we, we already talked about how it can be unclear, and there can be uncertainty, and there's this vast command to go into all the world, and and even in that we have to stay busy. 
It's about staying ready. Verse 45, if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. I think this is the mentality that trips us all up. And I think this is, I think it's human nature because something that we all wrestle with is that we are both spirit and flesh. That, that we have the Holy for those of us who have been born again, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us who desires, remember that part of the wish list, the eternal, the kingdom stuff? We have a fit, like 50% at best of, of what dwells in us wants that eternal thing. But then the other half, the flesh part, wants so badly the earthly things and the temporary and our focus is constantly like a ping pong ball. And, and, and we dip into preparedness and out of preparedness and into spiritual activity and out of spiritual activity, into spiritual awakeness and into spiritual slumber. And I think we're all wrestling with that at some degree. Some of us might be in a spiritual slumber right now. And, and, and this morning is your, is your wake-up call that... That you ought to be, your, your lamps ought to be lit. You're, you ought to be dressed for action. And um, I'm, in, I'm in constant back and forth with those two things, spirit, flesh, spirit, flesh. And um, what this scripture points out is I think what happens to us is we get into a mentality that the master has delayed in his coming. He's a little bit slow and doing what I asked him to do. You know, I asked him to take this away from me, and, I'm, and it's just a, he's a little delayed in helping me out with this. Or I asked him to do this thing for my family, and he's a little delayed in his doing this for my family. So it's, I think, in the delay that gets us, gets us away from a uh, mentality of preparedness. If the master is delayed in coming... I'll point this, this, this one thing out, too. We talked about Peter being the spokesman. And uh, if you keep reading in the book of Luke, Peter will actually go on to uh, literally not heed this warning. You know, this, this whole parable about staying awake, staying ready. Blessed is he who his master finds awake when he returns. On the night which Jesus was arrested and betrayed, he would pray, be praying with his disciples and he would ask Peter, James, and John to stay awake with him and pray. And it was during the second and third watch of the night and he would have, he would, Jesus would go to Peter and those guys and they, were, they would be found sleeping. And he would wake them up and, hey, keep praying, keep praying. The son of man is He's going to be handed over at this hour, and, and he would come back, and they would be found sleeping. And, and I just thought it was kind of ironic that Jesus was using this language with Peter asking this clarifying question, who's this for? And then, and then a couple chapters later, Peter would literally fall asleep when, he was, when Jesus asked him to stay awake. And um, I say that because two things happen when we, when we – decide to wake up from our spiritual slumber. 
and we decide to dig into the heavenly list and, re- and reject and trust God with the other thing and go chase, two things happen. Number one, he answers us with questions that don't make sense. Yes, Peter, this is absolutely for you and absolutely not for you. And sometimes the answers that we get are yeses and nos, and it doesn't make sense, and there's a lot of uncertainty. So that's the first thing that happens. The second thing that happens is we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And when he asks us to stay awake, guess what we do? We fall asleep. When he says, don't worry about the the temporary things, guess what we do? Oh, man, there's that one guitar. (laughs) If you would just. And, and, and he knows that we're prone to, to be confused and to, to fall asleep and to make mistakes. And um, how many know that by God's grace and his mercy, he invites us to keep trying? He will call Peter over after he... Uh, Uh, after Easter morning, he raises from the grave and he has breakfast with his disciples on the beach. He would call Peter over and say, listen, I know you fell asleep when I asked you to stay awake and I know that you denied me three times in the presence of the court and I know that that you've blown it and I would like for you to to do something. First of all, do you love me? And he says, I love you. And then he says, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. He says, do you love me? Feed my lambs. And in God's amazing mercy and grace, he invites us back into the mission, right? No matter what you've done, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how uncertain you are about what disciple-making looks like in this whole thing, God is saying, let's go. Let's go. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. And that's, that's an amazing thing. Amen? The band's going to come back up. Peter would, Peter would literally, literally do this. And so this is going to sound a bit like a Sunday school lesson. But sometimes it's as simple as just really going back to the basics. And you're wondering, well, how do I, how do I stay ready? How do I keep myself action-oriented? What is discipleship? What's my next step for disciple-making? I can promise you this. I'm going to both answer your question and not answer your question at the exact same time. It's found in God's word. The fact that God has gifted you and called you and blessed you, and by the way, blessed you more than you could have had blessed, more than anything could, anybody could have ever blessed you, blessed you beyond your imagination. God has given you and given you and given us And there is a tremendous responsibility that comes with that. Responsibility that comes with the blessing. And um, he's coming back. Just like the parable, the son of man is coming back at an hour unknown. And that is the heart of the Savior to find us doing his will when he returns. And Jesus throws in this verse that should make us all a little bit anxious at the very end. Put that verse up, guys. Verse 48. Everyone 
to whom much was given, of him much will be required. Has anybody been given much in here? Yeah. Man, he blessed you. He, he saved you. He, he gifted you. He prepared works in advance for me to do. He started a good work in me, and he promises to see it to completion all the way until the second coming of Jesus Christ. To whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Well, let's stand to our feet as we close this message out. With much blessing comes much responsibility. And sometimes it's just as simple as this. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word of God. Stay in church. Put yourself in a position where you're, you're, you're hearing his word. I guarantee you the answers to your questions are in him, are in his word, are in his presence. What you will find this year in prayer will cause you to go into action and make disciples of all the nations. Come on, we have been so blessed. So blessed to not put this into practice. Amen. So before we go out, before I pray, I want us to just remember, stay focused on the part of the wish list that lasts forever. Have a mentality of preparedness that our Father is coming back and that He expects a return when He gets here to take responsibility and to keep on trying. Keep on serving. Just keep on. And he gives us the grace and the power to do that. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for all that you blessed us with. God, help us not to take lightly that there's a responsibility that comes with this great blessing that you have given us all work to do. May we be found doing when you come back. May there be disciples around us because we got to work, because we got to action. And I pray, Lord, that this message would be, that you would accomplish this word today in the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.